Hey girlfriend, you know who you are. You have big, big dreams. You want to write a book, stand on a TED Talk stage, be a life coach offering wisdom from your RV in Montana, a cafe in Barcelona, or a beach chair in Tulum. Your other girlfriends and your family, they don't always get your biz savvy. Why do you want to leave your J-O-B? Because you're a CATS, aka coach, author, thought leader, and speaker. Meet other change makers like yourself and find out how they make it happen. This is the Big Meow Podcast. Hello, cats. I'm here with Natalie Stavola. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm great. How are you? So let's just jump in and talk about our love lives. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so, you know, I love, I was, I was looking at your website before and I love what you're talking about. You know, there's this whole process where you need to first of all, have some discovery just about who you are and how you show up. So what would you say to all of us cats out there who are looking for love, either love of ourselves or with a partner? The biggest thing that I could ever say is that we teach other people how to treat us by how we treat ourselves. So whatever you're looking for, write it down. If you're looking for someone who, you know, is masculine, emotionally available, emotionally stable, in what ways are you showing up for yourself that way? If you're looking for someone who's masculine or who can lead, are you someone right now who's capable of dropping their guard? Have you done enough internal work where you feel safe inside? So we're always going to meet people at the depth that we've met ourselves. And as you date and as we date a relationship and dating, that's, that's to reveal to us the next stages and the next levels that we get to heal with our partner too. So start that journey now, start it now where how are you meeting yourself and how are you giving to yourself? That way, that's what you're going to call in. I remember before I met my husband, my second husband, I haven't had more than that, but <laughs> that I wrote down, but it's okay. Right. But yeah. I wrote down um, exactly what I wanted. And I wrote down what I didn't want. And it's funny yeah. because um, I was talking to a friend of mine and she goes, you wrote down what you didn't want. I said, well, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> That's called boundaries. Oh, I highly, I absolutely, after you write down everything that you want, the next step is 1000%. Okay, well, what are the things that I've been through in life that I am unwilling to tolerate again? Those are so important because when we're in the thick of things, when we're faced with anxiety or insecurity or indecision, when your heart rate is jacked and you're dating some people and you like some of them, um, some of them might be childhood familiarity and they might be causing you anxiety and you might be mistaking that for butterflies. But because you have that beautiful, nice little list of your, I call it my no-no list. My I give that to, I'm like, what's that. your no-no list? Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. No. <laughs> it helps you to go, oh, that's right. I don't like disrespectful people. And this guy is rude to waiters. That's how he's eventually going to treat me. No, 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 thank you. Oh, that's right. I don't like manipulators. And this guy is basically making me question my memory sometimes. That's a weird, that's right. I'm getting gaslit here. That's a no-no. So simple. But at the times when we need it the most, when we can't think straight, that's that's when we need our boundaries, our no-no list. Yeah, I call that also the non-negotiable points. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so especially, and I, you know, so my background is news. So I was a journalist. And so I always ask a lot of questions. So I remember I did 40 dates in 40 days. <laughs> wow. Lovely. Cause I was like, I want to get out there and see who's out there. I wasn't necessarily looking for like the partner, but I just was curious because I've been married for 13 years before. 
And I ask a lot of questions and it's amazing to me how many women don't ask questions. Oh my goodness. You need to ask questions. Ask the what? My brother's a journalist. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but even still, well, I did the same thing. Look, I grew up and it took me a long time and a lot of um, getting, you know, finding out the hard way, um, being so scared because I, I didn't want to push anyone away. My fear of abandonment was having me abandon myself to people. And once you start healing that, it's like, right, you have standards and you have boundaries, you have non-negotiables today. And not only that, for like, think about it for the ladies out there, men want to feel like you are interested in them. They want to feel that too. Men want to be the little spoon sometimes. Sorry, they do. Men also have feminine energy inside of them. They do. So think about it this way. If a man is coming to the table and he's also wanting to have a partner and a life partner, how are you showing up? Are you someone that's going to show up to that date and in, in her power and in her confidence and um, being able to drop her guard, but have boundaries and go, Hey, so tell me about you. What do you like doing? What sparks your heart? What are the things that interest you? What are your core values? Have you done the inner work on yourself? What's your relationship like with your mom? What is it like with your family? Exactly. And, and when they give you an answer, believe them. Ooh, that's, we can end it right there. That's about <laughs> mic drop. Listed, right. <laughs> I've I look. I've done the same thing. I I I have been with guys, even like some of my previous relationships, where uh, they full on told me, "I don't know what I want. I'm not even sure if I want a relationship. I'm not sure if I want marriage, but I want you." And I, but I didn't have that on my no no list. I, I knew I, I could feel it inside of me, and I was like. I know this one, we're not in alignment because I do know what I want and I do know who I am. But the thing was, is that afterwards the person was like, oh, but I'll try, but I'll do this, but I'll work on it. And it's like a teetering, but then all of a sudden, lo and behold, later on the relationship ends because the person doesn't know what they want or who they are. And you're like, yeah, they showed me that in the beginning, you know? Well, I you think that the about thing it is or- too, if your partner hasn't done their work, then that means they expect you to do it for them. Yes. <laughs> they'll expect you to carry. They don't mean to, but they'll, they'll expect you to carry there's and it. And here's the other thing too. If anyone out there is listening and they've gone through bad relationships or whatever, that still means that you engaged in love. You showed up for it. Right. Some of my old relationships that like didn't work out. Oh no. Those opened my heart up and taught me the woman that I am in a relationship mm-hmm. that gave me exactly what I needed and what I got to work on in order to show up for a man who has done the work on themselves and for my friendships and my family. So all relationships are mirrors. They help reveal to us. So there is no like, oh no, it didn't work out. So it was a failure. No, it reveals everything that you needed in order to proceed to the next stage of your life. So I love you talk about the removal. (laughs) What is the removal? (laughs) I, which, in which element, which one? So you're talking about, you have a uh, from toxic to triumph, your relationship coaching program. Oh, and yes. I love this part about the removal. What do we need to remove so that we can Ooh. really be ready for love? Limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Granted, we are not going to necessarily remove all of them, but you're going to reveal them and a lot of them will go away. So here's the limiting beliefs. So now I also coach a lot of men, which is amazing because I can say firsthand, I've coached over a thousand men all over the world. There are amazing men out there. Oh, oh my God. My husband's fantastic. And he's right? amazing. Yeah. And 
but it's our belief system that's either going to be around them more or not around them more. So um, if you have the belief system, I always have to do things my way. I always have to figure everything out. Um, men are, men ain't nothing, you know, um, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I'm not special. I'm not important. Now, consciously, you can be a bad B all you want to, but subconsciously, and that, and this doesn't mean that you're not, but subconsciously it's that. <laughs> Because I will say this, a lot of people think that courage is the absence of fear or that if you have fear insecurities that you're not going to manifest or you're not going to attract. That's not true. It's what we do about the, when our fears come up. That. So you're allowed to have insecurities. Emotions are all amazing. Even anger, all of it. It's what we do about them that matters. Are we operating from them? So what we want to do is we want to start looking at um, what are my, what is the back of my head actually saying and how you can tell is also who's around you, um, and journaling, you'll access your subconscious mind that way. So if you have something like, I always have to do everything myself, that limiting belief, if that comes up, watch, watch as like you're around people and you wind up having to, this is where you're going to overwork, overdo it. And you're going to pick partners that have not done the work on themselves. Um, and anytime they do anything that's like even a mistake, you might be jumping down their throat. So it admits because when you were a kid, someone made you feel overly responsible for everyone else. So we want to walk it back to see where that comes from so that you can drop it off where you got it instead of, instead of unpacking it in the people that don't deserve it. Absolutely. You know, the thing I think that is most amazing is that how sensitive men are, you know, I notice how sensitive my husband is. I have two sons, they're young adults, and I'm just amazed. And then I have two daughters, right? Oh, <laughs> so the yeah. daughters are like tough, you know, one's an <laughs> emergency room nurse, one's a lawyer. Yeah. I mean, they are just, they eat nails for breakfast, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I build my own furniture. Right. Here. Yeah. Like, like whatever. Yeah. And then I've got these, these sons and they are, they're really sensitive and the one is going through a breakup right now. He's missing his girlfriend. And I'm like, but you know that it wasn't working. I know, but I just miss being in love. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I hate to burst anyone's bubble out there. And sometimes I'll say it to my clients too. I'm like, but you have, you, you are a human being. You have right. emotions. You're going to human like a lot. I think right. for me, that's as a woman, that's probably been one of my biggest healing things I've, I could ever experience when I started coaching men years ago. Because right. for me, I was also, I had limiting beliefs and I also had, you know, pain and trauma from men and from women. Right. And so I had my own work to do, right. Where I was like, oh, men don't have emotions. So I was treating men the same way that I perceived that they treated me. I was objectifying them. I was disrespectful to them. Um, I was belittling them, condescending, dismissive, because I didn't think that I thought that they knew the pain, some pain that they were causing or the world or whatever. And as I started coaching, I'm like, oh my God, we're all in this together. Men right. are taught that they're not allowed anything other than anger. Men are taught that. And then you have women who are, who have been hurt, who haven't healed yet, who then go. And, and I believe in feminism. Feminism is just equality. But then we have ultra feminism where you have women who are still hurting, which I've been there and they'll lash out at men. They'll be like, be quiet, men. It's a woman's turn, which <laughs> perpetuates and creates a confirmation <laughs> bias. If we're telling men to not express their emotions or not express themselves, we're telling them to shut it down again. They're going to explode with anger again. We're going to perpetuate the cycle. So men have emotions. Men are human beings. We have, they're learning now and I'm watching it more and more as they're stepping up and owning that. And because of that, 
men have had to deal with a lot more shame from other men and bullying from other men too. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching as these men who have been shamed and berated and abused by other men are actually becoming the true alphas, the real alphas, the ones that lead the pack, but also know that a pack leader has his pack woman. Right. Build in front of you too. You're right. <laughs> Well, you, you mentioned something earlier that I love, and I think it's such an important thing for all of us to understand is we both have a male and female aspect within us. Yes. So male, we can we have, have like a healed energy. female or a healed masculine, a healed feminine or a wounded feminine or a wounded masculine. And then we attract that opposing mirror so that we can learn, evolve and grow, you know, all this kind of more, um, intellectualized stuff, but it actually plays itself out in our relationships. And if we don't work on that part, you'll just keep repeating that lesson until you're finally ready to, to say, okay, I'm ready to elevate beyond this, you know, this circular experience that I'm having. Oh my God. I love this. Um, this is what I, I basically coach on every single day. So exactly. So we have masculine and feminine energy inside of all of us and it's a dance. Like right now I'd be, you know, when we're working or when we're doing forward motion, that's masculine energy. Feminine energy is just, it's um, intuition. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a feeler. Now, anyone who has more estrogen or in, is more in that realm, because it can be man or woman, right. um, they're going to have more of an intuitive gland. Most women are born more with it because we have that with um, uh, ovaries and we, and that's our primal, our senses kick up. We're a container. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, but because of that, we need more feelers because let's say that like you're pregnant or, you know, something happens or there's a day, it's why a woman can lift a car when a, a kid's underneath it, your senses jack up because of that. So, um, men, that's why I like their vision. Like you'll, you'll have more of them, like, you know, being assertive, they have to board motion, primal stuff, hunting, all that, the hunter gatherer thing. But again, that's more on like, who's got more estrogen, who's got more, you know, testosterone. So it, it really, the dance, you find your partner that you dance well with. Now, when we don't have, when we aren't healed in those areas, let's say that like you had a mom that was toxic. Um, you might have, you might go more into toxic masculinity. I hate saying that term because it's shameful, but I've been toxic masculine. I was talking about that on a live last night. I've been toxic masculine because I was guarded and I did not write. <laughs> I, I, I had to do the work around. I didn't feel safe and I didn't know how to feel safe. And even if safety walked in, I would have ignored it because it was not familiar to me until I made it familiar to me first. If something's not familiar to me, then I'm going to call in what is. So that's where we're going to get your mirrors, where if I'm, if I'm super guarded, I'm going to probably get someone who's either extremely aggressive and um, uh, abusive or extremely passive and makes me the mother. I'm going to get one of those polarities because I need to see why am I in these extremes? Oh right. yeah. Because I need to feel safe so I can choose safe partners. There we go. So, and men have you feminine know, energy in them too. 1000%. Oh my God, absolutely. You know, it's funny. And I feel like you and I could talk way longer than the time we have today, but um, it's this whole thing too. I think speaking for cats. So, you know, us coaches, authors, thought leaders, speakers, I mean, we're badass, right? Like we're out there, we're writing books, we're speaking on stages. We are really empowered, the empowered feminine. And I think to be successful in a relationship, you have to remember that you just can't fill all the space in the room and suck all the oxygen out 
and just do it because you can, <laughs> because right. then there's no room for, like you were saying, the dance or to actually be in relationship with any other human, whether it's your romantic partner or other people, because there's not enough space. Yes. Here's the other thing too. And I, I coach this a lot with men, but it's interesting because as we're talking, I'm like, mm, this is for women too. Um, <laughs> True leaders don't dominate the whole entire room. True right. leaders allow others to move in the space as well too. They can hang back. For instance, if you're if you're noticing that like, and I've and again, a lot of these things that I coach on are things that I've personally walked through as well too and learned about and you know had my own experience. Um, so uh, when you when you are in a room and you feel as though you have to constantly entertain others or people please. Um, that's dominating that space that's coming out of actually out of an insecurity. You know, if we feel like we have to over talk or do that. And I've done that. I felt like that was, that was part of my safety. If I didn't entertain you, I was going to get made fun of or put down or hurt. So I had to do that. That had to be that, that got and was able to be healed. So now it's like, when you walk into a room, are you, are you overpowering it or are you allowing other people to shine as well too? And as you do that, you're going to notice like, this is where you'll see the difference between a narcissistic person and not. Um, if you're, if anyone in here, if anyone watching, the most likely has a lot, you guys have a lot of high empaths. I've noticed that with my male clients too, a lot of high empaths that are thought leaders, leaders, books, authors, givers, they have no boundaries. So you'll watch as someone will look charming or look dominant, but really they're overpowering and domineering. Mm -hmm. uh, and so as you kind of step into that more, I'm allowed to have boundaries for myself and lean back. And I'm allowed to just be in this presence. My presence is a presence. I do mm -hmm. not have to do anything for people to like me and love me. Just get to be here. You'll move in rooms and they'll have like a more relaxed energy. And that's actually when more people will approach you. And you'll notice and spot the people that are doing the same. Are they people pleasing, entertaining out of insecurity or are they leading out of you know security? You know, it's interesting what you're saying is I think sometimes, especially when you're meeting new people, whether it's women meeting women or women with a man or, you know, same sex partners, sometimes when you're first meeting, you're uncomfortable with that space, that silent space. Oh, yeah. You're like, should I be saying something? Do they need to say something? Like, what do you do with that space? Right. And it's yeah. kind of, I think that when you're just getting started and meeting people that are new in your life, that's probably the hardest thing to navigate. I love that you said this though, really, because really what's coming up for me when you're saying this is um, powerful women also experience and powerful men also experience insecurity and doubt. I, I really hope people understand that one too. I think that a lot of people put people on pedestals and, and, and it's dehumanizing in a way sometimes too. We do it with celebrities. We do it with gurus. You do it right. with therapists and coaches and all kinds and speakers. No, I've met a lot of people in this space that like, you know, you take them off the pedestal. Everyone's a human. You've, <laughs> We're all human. We are all human. Um, and also to take people off the pedestal because that way you're going to be able to see who are you following? Are they actually, are they walking the walk and, and doing what they're talking about? How you enter into those spaces is like acceptance, right? A thousand percent how I, what I would say is acceptance. There's, there's our body and our brains physiologically don't know the difference between excitement and anxiety. So we get to choose. Right. So when we're entering into new space, 
Although both of them, I'm like, well, <laughs> she was peace. Where did peace go? I'm going crazy here. <laughs> yeah. But when you're entering into those spaces, the best thing ever is deep, deep, deep breath work into your stomach. When we meet someone new or around new energy, our brain doesn't know whether we're safe. So what it's doing is it's going over time into the back of your memories and it's going through the filing cabinets. And it's like, is this person like this? Is this person like your mother? Is this person like your father? Are they a mixture of both? Because that's bad. (laughs) So in there, what you can do is just take a quick, and you can in your head say, I'm safe. I don't know this person, but I'm down to get to know this person. I'm curious about them. It's a trick that I do and you look into their eyes and then you put it back to them where you're like, I want to get to know who this person is. I'm curious about them. And, and it'll change into excitement and it'll calm you because you'll be out of the past and out of the playing with the past and the future. And you'll be back in the present moment, concentrating on them. So fun. Natalie, thank you so much. How can we find you? So you can find me, all of my social media platforms are at Natalie Stavola. I do also have at love.coach247. However, I am mostly on, I'm mostly active on at Natalie Savola, especially on Instagram. I do Instagram lives. You can also find me at www.lovecoach247.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the Big Meow. This is super fun. Thank you so much for having me. This was an absolute blast. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Big Meow Podcast, sponsored by Cats Network. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can also join our network filled with positivity and possibility. Visit www.catsnetworking.com to join us and learn more. Together with your magical, motivated, and mystical new friends at Cats Network. Let's transform a million lives with your message. Are you feeling isolated sitting at home in your PJs? Or perhaps you're tired of the comfy sweatpants with holes in them that are hidden just below the camera. I mean, you could puke at the thought of another day of Zoom meetings and reporting to your BOSS. Do you want freedom from your home office desk or the office cubicle? Do you want freedom from your current career? Or are you frustrated that your online biz dreams are going nowhere? It's all too overwhelming. Where do you start? All the tech, the choices, and your message. Yep, I said your message, your brand, your voice. What is it? Do you even know what that means? Do you need a biz coach, but don't want to invest the big bucks? Let's face it, being a solopreneur is lonely, but you don't have to do it alone. And here's a solution. Join Cats Network. Cats Network is a woman-only membership community exclusively available to you, the life coach or executive coach, the author, the thought leader, or the public speaker. If you identify with this list or want to work on adding some of these to your skill set, Cats is the place for you. Check us out at www.catsnetworking.com. That's C-A-T-S networking.com. Because let's face it, cats are better together.